Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie, PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. We're welcoming back our friends from the Jefferson Educational Society as we talk about what's in store for this spring and uh on your radio, from your right to your left, Angela Beaumont. She's the Director of Programming. Angela, great to see you. Great to see you, Joel. Thanks for having us in this beautiful new location on State Street. Thank you so much. Raven Clark, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us, Joel. She's the Satellite Program Director. And so we're talking Sputnik. We're talking, you know, all those. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just joking. No, we're talking Corey and Fairview. And mm-hmm. do you do some on the east side, too? So we will start programming in June on the east side. Okay. We actually just um, started a partnership with ECAT, Erie's ah, Center for nice. yep, Arts and Technology. Um, so we'll start our programming in June. Our first program is on June 16th with Dr. Paris Baker, who was just named a JAS Scholar in Residence. We're going to take a deep dive on that in just a little bit. Adam Welsh is with us as well. He's the program coordinator of the Jefferson Civic Leadership Academy. Hey, Adam. Joel, thanks for having me back. All right, you got it. So uh, if there's a theme, Angela, to the spring, what would that be? The theme is um, come and learn at the Jefferson, find out what's going on in the community. Um, We have some political science themes, but also bring back our classics, um, Civil War, um, then, of course, uh, Earth Day. So we're going forward to a nice uh, spring programming. And and again, um, we're talking multiple satellites. We're going to go through all of that in a little bit, but... um, like like you say, it's it's Fairview, it's Corey. Those are the the main areas, and also ECAT, the Erie Center for Arts and Technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right now we have Corey in Fairview. Um, this Monday, April twenty fifth, we have a program in Fairview. It's at the Lincoln Community Center Library. Um, again with Dr. Baker. Um, this is about the school to prison pipeline and zero tolerance policies. Mm-hmm. And then this Tuesday, the 26th, in Corey with Dr. Andrew Roth, who is another scholar in residence, he will be presenting on his um, American Holidays series on Mother's Day. Nice. That's, I love that. I love that it could be, you know, heavy fare, you know, like uh, the school to prison pipeline, very serious issue, mm-hmm. and the lighter fare of the holidays. Again, uh, that, that broadness of the... Um, uh, of the continuum is super important. We got to make sure that we mention that tonight is the kickoff to the spring, isn't it, Angela? It is the kickoff of the first in-person program at the Jefferson at 7 p.m. And uh, we're honored and pleased to have uh, Professor Spiel, Robert Spiel from Penn State Barron, come to the Jefferson. He'll be talking about gerrymandering, how it's done, why it's done, and where it's done. So he's uh, one of the most knowledgeable person in Erie um, to speak about gerrymandering. And again, this is a a free lecture here. Um, We are in the midst of the political season, so it's very appropriate, you know. Uh, I want Adam to kind of weigh in because uh, Adam 
you know, you, you're a journalist. Before you jumped onto staff here at the Jefferson, when when a when a topic like gerrymandering comes across your desk, that kind of piques your interest, I would say. Absolutely. We've covered gerrymandering so much in the reader over the last 10 or so years. Um, it, it's such an important topic, especially for, well, for everybody, but especially yeah. for around here where we have already seen our, you know, our part of the state be gerrymandered, try to rein it back in. And I think it's something that everybody needs to uh, have a really good intellectual handle on what's going on. We uh, we had your colleague Ben Spagan on yesterday talking about that fourth district and how it's been built now. This is the fourth legislative district, how it's been built from Girard all the way around catching Waterford and, and Edinburgh and then all the way up to Cory and Northeast. I don't know. You call that gerrymandering. Uh, some folks would say that it's it's a more fair approach to Erie County, but it's almost like, okay, let's let's slice and dice and then throw everything else into the fourth, you know? I totally agree. I mean, when you leave it up to one particular political party to do all the slicing and dicing, you're inevitably going to end up with these inadequacies. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think tonight's uh, program at the JES will be really informative. Terrific. We're talking to our friends from the Jefferson Educational Society. And Angela, let's go to uh, what tomorrow night looks like here. Tomorrow night, um, yeah, that's one of my favorite programs <laughs> because it sounds so exciting. Bushwhackers of Western Missouri, guerrilla warfare in the American Civil War from 1861 to 1863. So when I got in touch with Dr. Bylan, also from Penn State Baron, no coincidence that they are uh, two, two nights in a row. Yeah. Um, so he's he's been focusing on, on the American Civil War. And when we talked about it, it's like, well, Civil War, you know, we've had quite a few talks and they're all great, but what else do you have? What's new? Mm -hmm. So he's actually looking into um, the the... Uh, the honor code and the dress code of um, those men who fought uh, in the Civil War and the, in the guerrilla movement in Western Missouri. So it's it's a new aspect, and I encourage everyone who who has a passion, who's a, a hobby historian, or, or wants to just know more, come tomorrow night at seven to the Jefferson and just learn about this this new exciting aspect. And I'm sure Dr. Beeline, Beeline, sorry. Um, will be in the, a very energetic uh, speaker. That, that's kind of a new term for me, a hobby historian. I guess I've been one of those all my life, you know. <laughs> you just, uh, you know, uh, didn't want to do it when I had to write a paper, but I sure do love it now. But, you know, as most men my age, uh, it's either World War II or the Civil War that we kind of take deep dives in. I'm, I'm reading the Andrew Jackson um, uh, uh, I think John Meachin wrote an Andrew Jackson biography. Pretty fascinating stuff, although uh, he kind of takes... By the time he, Jackson makes it to uh, the presidency, he's a pretty old man. Interesting. Um, let's uh, take it to Friday, Earth Day. Earth Day is um, always... We always have an Earth Day um, lecture at the Jefferson. That's... Uh, one of my most uh, vested interests, personally. I mean, maybe a hobby environmentalist, if you want to say so. And uh, happy to have Jenny Tompkins um, come to the Jefferson. 
She's Penn Futures Campaign Manager for Clean Water Advocacy. Okay. And she'll talk about invest in our lake. So she goes into the history of Earth Day, details several of the current direct and indirect threats to water quality, and offers recommendations for everyone how um, we can contribute to addressing the challenges to our watershed. Terrific. All right. So on Monday, we again, out at Fairview, it's the school-to-prison pipeline, zero tolerance policies with Paris Baker. And, and, and Raven, I want you to talk about this concept of this scholar in residence. And, and Dr. Baker is joining. Met, there's multiple folks that are connected with the JES uh, as scholars in residence, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so an example of another scholar in residence would be Judy Lynch who was, as we know, our um, Erie County executive for many, many years. Um, and yeah, so our scholars, they do um, various lectures on different topics, and they also write for the Jefferson. So we have multiple publications from our scholars. But Dr. Baker, he's actually going to have like a, a like a weekly column or, or monthly column, some kind of a regular. Yeah, uh, so I think bi- bi-weekly he will. Contribute. Bi-weekly, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just started with him, and he will um, focus on diversity topics, on how to bridge the divide between, you know, in Erie, between the uh, different uh, communities and um, minorities that we have. Um, so very excited, too. He's and JES did collaborate with Dr. Baker on a, a white paper. Yes, was it last did, yes. year or the year before? I think it was in 2020 in the summer, yeah. I want to say. Because mm-hmm. we had him on the show here to mm-hmm. talk through, you know, uh, what he was what he was uh, trying to say in his salient points. And so I think this is a, a great get for the JES to have Dr. Paper, uh, Dr. Baker on your um, on your roster there. Yes, it's great. He's written um, great pieces on Martin Luther King and yeah. Black Lives Matter movement. So very knowledgeable, um, and he he has just the right background for these kind of publications. So uh, again, uh, invite folks to Fairview because. And how does that work? Is that um, is that a ticketed event out there or no? Yes. Raymond. So our satellite programs are free. Okay. Um, all of them, unless they are a lunch, then that would be to cover the lunch, like a brag ban, brown bag lunch. Sure. But yes, um, <clears throat> Monday and Tuesday, those events are free. Um, and yeah. Yeah, I, just Fairview in, on on uh, Monday, Tuesday in, in Corey. Corey. Yep, our Corey programming. Where's the Corey the, location? Corey Higher Education Council. Okay. All right, and everybody knows that down that mm. neck of the woods and the Lincoln Library in Fairview. What I, I guess I was wondering, and you and now you're adding ECAT. When does that programming start? Mm, so ECAT programming starts on June 16th. Okay. And that program will be a kind of Father's Day slash um, Juneteenth program. It'll be about nice. African American fatherhood and incarcerated fatherhood. Okay. Dr. Baker, and then. Um, Later on that month, we have Bahir Gaucher, who is a professor at Edinburgh. He's also one of our scholars in residence. Um, he will be leading a an Immigrant Heritage Month celebration. 
So we're excited oh, for that. Nice. And when you're when you're uh, trying to promote these events in Fairview and Corey and and now it'll be the East Side. What what? How do you get the word out? Say, hey, come on out and see oh, we Dr. Baker. Yeah. Telling everyone. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we do email campaigns. We're heavy on social media. So definitely follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and Twitter and LinkedIn and all of that. Um, YouTube, and we. We have, we've sent our schedules out, um, and yeah, but word of mouth is really important. Sure. So tell everyone you know that we have JES programming out in Cory and Fairview, and we'll have some on the east side of Erie, um, and Edinburgh coming up in the fall. Oh, cool. And also Northeast, hopefully soon. All right. The, the tentacles of the Education Society mm-hmm. are growing. Adam, let's pick up with you here in this segment because um, the last time you were on, you were presenting that uh, we were really interested in, in the future of work, which was the deliverable coming out of the uh, just finished uh, Jefferson Civic Leadership Academy. And what's been some of the feedback that you've gotten uh, from what that cohort worked on? Excellent feedback. <clears throat> Again, that was my, my one and only experience. Uh, I actually went through the program with that cohort in addition to being the, uh, the program coordinator. And the feedback's been outstanding. The, the folks that were in that cohort have remained completely engaged with this topic. Several of them, you were talking about Dr. Andy Roth, yeah. the scholar in residence. He also does something called the Ramey Fellowship Program, mm. which is an offshoot of the Civic Leadership Academy. Any graduate of the JCLA is able to, at any time, enroll in this Ramey Fellowship Program, which is more of a deep dive into leadership theory that Andy Roth seminar style takes them through, and it's an additional project that they do. Um, but so many of these projects that we had from the Rameys were direct offshoots of, of that broader future of work topic. They took yeah. it in their own direction. So. I felt that the engagement from that point on, from when that cohort was finished until now, is still kind of ongoing. Um, but right now, we're in the thick of recruiting for the next cohort. How does that work? Okay, like who should be thinking about, hey, maybe this is for me? I would say, and this is what I tell anybody when I'm, yeah. when I'm doing little Q&As or, or interviews, is that obviously this is for dynamic, emerging, high potential leaders. Anyone that is active and engaged in this community that has any semblance of an idea that they would like to get on a board, get a promotion, run for office, something where they could really benefit from a, from a, from a more deep dive into the inner workings of our county government and even Harrisburg because we take them down there for the retreat. Um, I think it's it's an unbelievable opportunity for just about anyone who kind of fits into that that very general category. Last year, we had people from the universities, from Wabtech, from the county government, from the city government, from you know entrepreneurs. It really was, and from all throughout the county, um, it really was a great cross section of this community of the of Erie County. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty amazing to see everybody work so well together so quickly. I mean, it was the other part of this that I think is so important is that you get plugged into this network, this alumni network of mm-hmm. people. This is the eighth class, the eighth cohort. So there's already over 170 people that have gone through this. Once you are finished with it, you're immediately plugged into this incredible professional network of folks. 
And you know, I, I really think that opens up a lot of doors for people. It's interesting because so much of what they work on seems to be about systems, as the systems of how government works, the, the layers, uh, the Fed's funded and it trickles into the state and then it goes into the county or the municipality. Uh, I, again, I mean, it's, it's, it's civics. Yeah. But then there's this whole other kind of, uh, you know, more uh, squishy layer is a terrible, that's a terrible, but you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) but but it's just like, you're expanding your knowledge, not just of the system, but of, of uh, it's expanding your thinking. It's, it's, it's uh, generating, uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's that whole part of why you, uh, you know, why you work on a deliverable, why you work on a, an end project. Absolutely. And, I, and another piece of it is all these people have another thing in common is that they just would like to figure out how can I affect more change there in go. my community. And, you know, with with the way this curriculum is set up, you really do get that. And um, like I said, it's 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 an awesome kind of understanding where the levers are. And then, OK, wh- how do I be a value add Absolutely. to those levers? Mm-hmm. And, and and for that reason, I, that's why I really do think this is such a win-win for both the employers and the participants. Mm-hmm. Um, these folks come out of this program with such a well-rounded knowledge of how this how it works around here. Yeah. And I don't see how that's, uh, you know, how that's a detriment to anybody. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. All right. So if people want to find out more, what's the, what's the, the what, best way to go? Like I there? said, we're in the thick of recruiting right now. So applications we are taking until May 20th. Um, so we are right down to the one month mark here yeah. um, for that. And we do admissions on a rolling basis. We are right now, we've already started doing um, interviews. We have our first uh participant right here sitting next to me raven um and we've already done a couple other interviews but but yeah we've gotten some good interest already and like i said right now it's just a matter of getting the applications in getting the interviews set up and getting these people committed to the to the time commitment that that this takes raven uh, jump in on there because i would love to hear what you hope to get out of your jcla membership Oh, yeah, remember the cohort, yeah. So Adam actually said it perfectly. Um, and I said this in my interview, but I'm super excited to be plugged into the alumni network and just mm-hmm. other other young professionals who um, really care about the community and they want to do more for the Erie community. That's what I'm most excited for. Yeah, yeah, just the the network is the thing. I mean, again... So much of what we do, we do in community, right? I mean, so you're you're joining a, a, another part of the community. Travel's got to be kind of cool too. Kind of making oh, yeah. a trip yeah. to the Harrisburg, and, and all we that. travel all around the county. Okay, um, like we make a trip out to Cory, um, basically just like each corner of the county, and to learn about each little um, township and city in Erie County. And then yeah, we take a trip to Harrisburg yeah. in June. Um, which I'm super excited about. I yeah. haven't been to Harrisburg in a couple of years. Um, and we meet a bunch of elected officials um, and learn about government. That's that's awesome. It's the most, uh, I would say that probably the prettiest uh, state capital is uh, the state capital of the Commonwealth because uh, it is gorgeous. They, they just went all out. Uh, and, and Angela, you did 
go you went through jcla right i mean long time ago yeah <laughs> <laughs> 2015 the first cohort um things have evolved developed um well it's still within the internet age it That's is okay. it yeah. is and i don't know if you remember our project was um finding a connector to Presque Isle, and we suggested a tunnel. And man, were people like either excited mm. about it or hated it. Um, so it, it was so an you, interesting topic. So even though Nolan, back in 2013, wanted to build this m massive drawbridge, yeah, the you drawbridge. guys thought, you guys went tunnel. We went tunnel, yes. Shortest way across. Sure. Yeah, on the Doesn't other side. Doesn't interrupt all the big boats. Yeah, I know, I know. It's It's... You know, we just need to look into it, and it was it stopped short of being a real feasibility study because mm -hmm. then you get into the uh, nuts and bolts and how much does does a square foot cost of building a tunnel? Right. Which, you know, it's not cheap, but if you look into what uh, what Pittsburgh did with connecting the North Shore to the South Shore, that's pretty amazing, and what yeah. that brought uh, in terms of development to those neighborhoods is also great. So. We were actually in Pittsburgh and looked at it, um, talked to developers there. Um, so that's where the idea came from. Oh, I love, I love the idea. And, and again, uh, it's, it's again, it's, it's been a conversation over a century that <laughs> yeah. that uh, they've talked about yeah. access because it's still, you know. And when I talk to, and this is totally rabbit trail, but when I talk to the folks from like, like the Sons of Lake Erie and they do their outreach to kids, teaching them to fish. It's amazing how many people in this town have never been to the beach. Because it's like not which, accessible. It's not accessible. Mm -hmm. Which, uh, and again, you know, at least it's better than having like a caviar plant right in the middle of the place like they did a hundred <laughs> years ago, right? <laughs> and, and what, the, 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 the rotting fish and all that stuff. Um, hey, that, that's what being a hobby a historian gets me, right? Is the rotting fish. Angela, let's pick up where we left off here and uh, go into uh, next. This is now next week, next Thursday, April 28th. And we were talking earlier about Andrew Jackson. There he is. More than just a portrait. Andrew Jackson in the Oval Office. He was an old dude by the time he made the presidency. Yes. <laughs> so we created the program just for you. Oh, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, the presenter is our dear Reverend Charles Brock, who gotcha. is one of the founders um, of the Jefferson and uh, supporters. And he wrote a book um, about um, several presidents, I think 10 or 12. Wow. Uh, coming from an angle about um, how their religion and beliefs um, um, impacted their style of governing and their presidency. So, and then he says, Andrew Jackson, he says, is, is really one of the most interesting and significant presidents in America, uh, not only because he he's so con uh, contentious or so he, he, yeah. he, cre he created like either you for him or against him. <laughs> That's it. So, but he says there are several other following presidents who in the White House, in the Oval Office, put up a portrait of Andrew Jackson and he wants to go into why, you know, is it just, yeah. is it just a painting or is there more behind it? So he has several other presidents that put up his portrait and wants to look why. Did they like, what did they like about Andrew Jackson? Yeah, kind of like, am I going to be Truman, you know, where the buck stops here or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I like it. All right. So moving on to next Friday, 
uh, Kim Clear is joining you for uh, a noon lunch. Now, tell me how these uh, noon noon uh, events go. Yeah, so we have four of those scheduled in the spring term. Um, one I mentioned already on Earth Day. Then the, the following one is with uh, Kim Clear. We have another one with Chris Magno from Gannon University. And um, the final one is going to be with Mayor Mayor Schember. And the purpose of these community conversations um, over a brown bag lunch is to update the audience, our patrons and the public about what's going on in those uh, communities. Uh, Ms. Clear will talk about um, what she uh, has put on her agenda since she's been become supervisor. What do they want to do with, um, you know, how Mill Creek is always looking to uh, become more than just a suburb. Um, they yeah. want to be a community. So she will talk about those plans. Uh, Chris Magno, um, his program with the students is fascinating because he looks at Erie and Pennsylvania through GIS mapping. Um, so Ooh. if you, um, he does that every year with his students. Uh, he will come in with them, bring those maps, and you can really see uh, visualized um, about, you know, some of the issues in Erie, like, you know, I, I remember one of them was, for instance, like street lighting, you know, what's the connection here with poor street lighting and maybe crime? Um, so they okay. have like, they have a lot of data underpinning the visualization. Would, would you call maps. that like a Freakonomics kind of thing where we're, we're taking two diverse uh, data points and putting he, them he together? with uh, data uh, publicly available. But also, um, I think some of the nonprofits are really interested in the results of these GIS mapping. Because it gives them like a more targeted approach to where the services are needed, what kind of services are needed to uh, alleviate some of the issues in, in our neighborhoods. Very cool. And that, that's coming up uh, in a couple of Fridays there on the 6th. Um, why don't we finish up the Fridays, then we'll go back to the evening um, lectures. Uh, Mayor Schember. Mayor Schember, so grateful that he is taking time out of his very busy schedule. Um, so from him, I'm hoping to hear what uh, his plans are for his second term. I know um, he's been very, um, you know, helpful to to Erie. He would like to present. You know, his ongoing um, mission is um, rich cultural diversity, welcoming vib vibrant neighborhoods, world-class downtown and boy bayfront, excellent education for everyone, and abundance of family-sustaining jobs. So those are the uh, uh, Erie community, the, those are the choices for the Erie community that he would like to um, focus on in his second term. I want you all to weigh in on this. We'll start with Raven. You know, when it comes to a politician or somebody who says, here's my, here's my agenda, and, and we, we're going to have the mayor on on Friday, but, you know, it's the idea of, you know, hold me accountable. Does the Jefferson have a role in holding public officials accountable, do you think? Um, I would say in the sense that we give them the platform to come in and speak and um, our programs are open to the public, so anyone who's curious about learning more about um, our public officials, they can come into our programs and hear them speak. Um, and the way that you handle audience questions is very cool. I, I love that part. I've never had my question at, uh, maybe once, but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's cards, it's very civil, mm -hmm. but some of those questions are pretty tough. 
Yes, and we have a, um, so the style of lecture that we do is like a 45 minute lecture followed by a Q&A session. Um, and that's when audience members can just like, you, usually we do like, you can raise your hand and you can, you'd be giving a mic and you can just directly ask what questions you have. Um, obviously we like to keep it civil um, and more on the question side as opposed to just comments or, you know, right. what you're thinking. <laughs> But um, this is not your stump speech or, yeah, your, exactly. or your TED talk, right? <laughs> but it is nice. It gives um, community members the ability yeah. to like, w not one-on-one, -on -one, but like face-to-face -face ask their burning questions to their public officials. Adam, weigh in on this. Is, does the Jefferson hold a role of accountability, you think? I think a huge role. And back to your, the way that you like the, that Chautauqua method yeah, of, yeah. Of, of, of putting in the cards. I, I also, I also love that. Um, going all the way back to, you know, the downtown debate series that the Jefferson held, and they've done several of them where they partnered with, you know, with the reader COVID obviously put things like this on hold. Um, but that's only, again, that was only because of COVID. Uh, I think that Jefferson is really the premier place in the community for that engagement with our elected officials. I think they take that serious, and I think they make those officials uh, available to the community um, better than pretty much anybody. And Angela, you're kind of in on the, the, the you know the inside scoop when you're when you're booking these officials. They know that they're going to get some tough questions when they come to the JES. They know, and um, I think they expect that, and they're actually welcoming those questions because it gives them um, a way to gauge their own actions to yeah. understand what is what is the expectations out there. Am I am I realistic with my approach? Uh, am I doing the right thing? So for them, it's a it's a quick learning experience as well, um, and it's all you know in a very safe and kind of controlled environment um, sure. media is invited of course it's open to the public but um, it's more like a community conversation needed after so many months of not meeting and just reading about what's going on so I think we're helping here uh, everyone getting back on track and understanding each other's needs and um, uh, if the politics is is actually serving our people all right, we're going to have to motor to get through the rest of the schedule here. So we've already gone over all the uh, lunch and learns uh, uh, for the Friday. So uh, let's talk about U.S. monuments Thursday, May 5th. Yeah, that uh, is an interesting talk because if you remember, um, and we may not even be through it yet, but the whole uh, dispute about um, monuments and the meanings of monuments. Okay. Um, does that need to be reviewed? Um, so Richard Arthur is um, very well versed about, um, he looked into US monuments um, and the meaning. So his, his approach is not like tear them all down, but maybe look at them uh, from a historical pers perspective. Yeah. And do they still serve the role to tell our national story? Um, well, we don't have to turn our our forefathers into saints, we could be clear-eyed about what they were we about, right? Yes, I mean, yes we can. Um, uh, what, without defacing the Mount, Mount Rushmore or something like that. Right, I mean. right. So, but give give them in, give the meaning in the context sure. and the history in the context so people can decide for themselves. Um, I think there's a way to, um, you know, make sure that there's some 
some more accurate information available right next to the don uh, monument um so that would help maybe the sure. absolutely i mean yeah. some some of it is artwork do you really want to you know melt it down and turn it into mm, something mm -hmm. else you know just saying it's part of our history that maybe as a reminder should be should remain in those places right um but i'm not speaking for richard i'm looking forward yeah. to his uh, uh his, his analysis and again that could, that's a place where you could have a civic a civil yet rigorous conversation yes. you yes. know about a, a pretty uh i mean that's what's cool about the jefferson this is my editorial comment is that we are is definitely up with the times this is not a sleepy organization that's talking about stuff just for the sake of it. No, no, no. When you talk, when you know, when you bring um, uh, Jeff Jeffrey Rose in to talk about the Constitution, the Constitution is very much an uh, a today topic, right? It is. Yes. I mean, I mean, we, and we can just we can just go on and on singing the praises of the Jeff of the Jeff. Um, but uh, let's keep moving here. The Earth Alive, Global Warming and Regional Adaptability, uh, a lecture, again, for our times, right? Yes. Um, so that's uh, by Aaron Kerr. He's a professor at Gannon. And he brings uh, an interesting aspect to um, environmentalism. So he says um, that global warming in, uh, is happening. So he's, you know, understanding, um, creating the understanding of cl climate change, but also what can we do here in the regions? Um, not from like a chemical point of view, like cut down an emission, but okay. more like a philosophical approach. Okay. So we are living in a new era, the Anthropocene, that's why I'm saying that, right? Um, <laughs> that is like a geolog geological a time of our planet. Yeah. And we're now living in the phase where mankind has such an impact on the planet Earth that we are actually the f uh, shaping force. That mankind is a shaping force. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Um, the big boss uh, gets to talk on the 11th. Uh, talk about what Ferky, uh, Dr. Ferrati, is going to be uh, discussing. Yeah, so there. we've been, um, you know, all under the influence and impact of what's happening in Ukraine. Yes. Um, you know, we had um, Dr. Lena uh, Shukrahanet at the Jefferson a few weeks ago, and we've been mulling over, like, you know, in, in Europe. Have we missed something in the 80s, 70s, 80s? Where is this coming from? And mm. so he said, like, well, you know, I want to look into the Cold War and the ongoing impact of policies made then um, that, you know, he, he is from Kosovo. So that certainly uh, played out there in the uh, Balkan conflict and war. Uh, but it's playing out again in Ukraine. So I'm going to be like maybe... His little sidekick, if he lets me, okay. and step up on stage. It's like, hey, I grew up in the Cold War, too. And yeah. I remember the the army stations. In, what was hometown for you? Uh, Germany, the southwest. So. Southwest, And not okay. too far away. There were like but in West Germany. tons of army bases and yeah. tons and tons of nuclear warheads. Good so, my. so I remember that. And I lived through this constant mm -hmm. threat. And here I am. And I'm like, how can this happen? See, yeah. we thought... <laughs> 
<laughs> a, a silly Americans thought as soon as they knocked that wall down, it was all, it was all uh, sunshine and moonbeams. Yeah, you know? that's what everyone wanted to believe, and I think we believed it for like twenty years. And I, <laughs> I, I, I myself was like a big believer. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's in, it's incredible. Alrighty, and then um, and Andrew Roth, one of your uh, one of the regulars, take me out to the ball games. Feminist origins. Yes, yeah, so, and he is a great, Dr. Roth is a great historian. Um, he's a scholar in residence as well. And, you know, we talked about, like, yeah, sports. Everyone loves sports. Springtime is ball game time, of course. And he's like, well, you know, let, let me take that a little bit from, uh, add some ex extra spice to that. So he's talking about um, Katie Casey, Nellie Kelly, Trixie Friganza, Louise Dresser, Nora Bass, and um, the, those are songs, right? Um, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Um, so he will look into the influence of uh, popular culture and history and light shed on women into immigrants in American history um, in connection with ball sports. Okay. That'll be interesting. Uh, on the waterfront, uh, David Frew, uh, again, uh, who doesn't like uh, his, uh, his essay series? He's going to talk about that, it sounds like. He's actually, he's going to talk about it, how he came to writing these essays. Okay. His weekly on the waterfront yes. essays. Um, he's a great writer, and he, he's going to tell the audience, like, if you have any any urge in you, any interest in you writing, this is how I approached it. So it's like maybe a mini writing workshop. A kind of a writing workshop. I love that. Yeah. Very um, cool. Uh, and then uh, is peace still possible between Israelis and Palestinians? Things are getting becoming hotter over there. Yes, I, I know. As soon as I wrote down the program description, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's changing by the time the event is happening. Yeah. But um, Bahir Goshe is a very uh, ardent observer of um, on the ongoing conflict between Israelis and Palestinians. So I'm sure he will be up to up to speed about, um, you know, is is are we getting a little closer to peace or in the recent couple of days and weeks, have we uh, 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 have we actually receded? Um, so. And then finally, the Ukraine crisis and context on June 1st, that Wednesday night. Yeah, that's the big one. That's the, the distinguished visiting speaker with uh, former Global Summit speaker, Lieutenant General James Dubig. Um, he will be here on Wednesday, June 1st at 7. And uh, we'll speak about also, again, a, a, a changing, move, moving target, but I'm sure he will be able to to pick up on, on the latest development. He's the former Global Summit speaker and uh, a native Erie. And uh, so I'm very excited to have him here. Beautiful. So are a lot of people. They're already calling in, making Oh, I bet you they are. <laughs> yeah, he's a cathedral prep graduate. <laughs> okay, <laughs> oh, there you go. Real quick, we didn't get to the last three satellites. Uh, May 10th, Judy Lynch, Erie County elected women. Uh, yeah, so again, she's is, the expert. Yeah, right? this one is great. So. Um, I think personally it's pretty awesome to learn about the history of Erie County elected women from an Erie County elected woman. <laughs> and, um, Judy's been kind of on the circuit with this one and she's done this. Um, it's like, it's a series 
of lectures that she's done at the Jefferson, and she's done this one at Fairview, and now she'll be out in Cory for this. This is a lunchtime program, um, so it starts at noon, and we have boxed lunches. Um, and then Monday, May 23rd, will be in Fairview. Um, that one's free, and it, it will be on High Speed Rail with Michael Furman, which is interesting because we just had a um, one of our Ramey fellows, Green Thomas, she did her project about high-speed rail. So we yeah. actually have... Um, I mean, wouldn't it be just so cool to just jump on the train? It would be so nice. To, I love the train. To Cleveland, you go see a Guardians game, maybe you stay overnight. Or go to work. Or go to work. work. Exactly. Go to work in Menor, go to work... Uh, uh, I mean, again, the, the Cleveland-Buffalo thing just seems like it would be such a no-brainer mm. to, to, to have four trains a day each way or mm -hmm. something. I would love that. Uh, and again, Michael Furman is running, uh, like he's leading this kind of uh, regional consortium, e right? Yeah. Yeah. E yeah. Actually, I think Crean consulted him. Yep. Okay. For, they worked for, together. For yeah. That's terrific. Mm. And then George Deitch, our, our buddy from uh, formerly of the History Center there, he's talking about George Washington, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this one is General George Washington, America's first spy master. And he talks about the history of George Washington and all the espionage that he um, orchestrated during the Revolutionary War. So this one's for people who are big Revolutionary War buffs. So the, the bottom line is you go to jeserie.org to make your reservation, to get a tickets. You might be paying for some of these, and some of them are free. Uh, but that's where all this data is. I, I, I've got to ask you guys, is this a good time to become a member this time of year? Because Global Summit's six months down the road here. I would think so. If you sign up now under our membership, our start is starting as low as $25. So it's not, yeah. it's like, you know, um, I think movie theaters are more expensive. Anyway, so if you sign up now, um, then it's good for a full year. So it will take you through the Global Summit. Um, and some of the membership benefits is a Global Summit ticket or several of them, maybe up to even the pass, I think, if you get into the higher membership levels. Yeah. And, and Adam, can, can someone download uh, like a, a one sheet or something about the Civic Leadership Academy to hand it to their boss? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I'll be happy to email you okay. an attachment if you get a hold of me. But uh, again, everything's on um, jeserie.org. You can apply there. All this information, the new brochure is on there. Um, it really is your, your one stop for everything, JES. Last, uh, what were you going to say, Raven? There? I totally forgot. Oh, um, we love we love our members and we love membership, but you do not have to be a member to go to our programming. Yeah. But like I said, we love members. <laughs> Absolutely. Again, the more the more informed uh, citizens, the better community we're going to be, and the JES is on the forefront of that. So thank you so so much, Angela, Raven, and Adam from the Jefferson Educational Society. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com.